and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. I'm your host, Sherry, and I've been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through your sobriety. Now, let's go through this journey together. What is up, what is up fam? Happy Wednesday. Hope that all of you had a really good weekend and a great start to your week. I know I for sure am. It was a really fun, relaxing weekend for me. I went to Top Golf for the first time. That was so much fun. Did you know that they have like Angry Birds t- Top Golf or whatever? That was so much fun, you guys. My golf game improved so much <laughs> when I was doing the Angry Birds version. So I um, told my husband that I am definitely the um, Tiger Woods of. Angry Birds Golf, and it felt good. I won all three times. Actually, probably I didn't win because I kept forgetting to switch over the screen name, but nonetheless, it was a really good weekend, and I definitely came into this week a lot more refreshed and positive. There's just been so much good going on, and that doesn't mean that I'm not stressed. I am still insanely stressed. I have a lot of wreckage from the past nine months of my own actions that I'm trying to resolve financially, emotionally. It's just been one of those mismanaged things where I wasn't drinking, I wasn't working my program, and now I have to fix the wreckage. And it sucks because it set me back a lot further than where I wanted to be. But that's okay. All we can do is move forward and hope that things get better. Discipline, being honest with my sponsor, being honest with myself. Huge parts of growth and staying present in the program. A couple of really cool things have been happening this week, which I'm hoping next week I can tell you about. I have, number one, on my Instagram account, uh, a group of us, a group of women have created a group called Sober In, and it's sober in your local area. So for me, it's obviously sober in Richmond, Virginia. You can find me on that Instagram as well as the Sober Girl Pod. But we've partnered with um, Sober Buddy, and it is so awesome, you guys. The Sober Buddy app, and I'm not getting paid for this. This is not an ad, (laughs) but I do want you to know that there is this Sober Buddy app, and it is so much fun. Because it tracks your days and then it asks you how your day is going and then after it asks you about your day, it gives you a bunch of different options for making positive changes in your life or challenges that you can do or um, like my challenge the other day was buy someone else a coffee. I haven't left the house so I sent my friend Jackson some money to buy someone some coffee. Um... And then it asks you, have you been sober yet today? There's just so much fun things that you can do and you can do check-ins every day. It's like if you like working out, this is obviously the same kind of thing. So I've really enjoyed this little thing. Um, You can interact with um, other people. You can get tips and motivation. Anyway, it's just this fun little app and it's got this little guy on it, this little fuzzy guy. And he's so cute. So check it out. Um give it a shot. There are membership options, but if you just want to track your sobriety, it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, last week I touched on a little bit of 
right away in the beginning, before I said, you know, are we good? I was talking about another topic that I had in the back of my mind. And it still sat with me for this past week. So I think it's definitely something that we have to talk about because letting go of anger and resentments, not as easy as it sounds, right? Um, not as easy as it sounds, not as um, fun to do probably because once we've been hurt, we don't want to let go of that. It's definitely something that I struggle with and I had some self-realizations after that meeting. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Um, there was a gentleman in my meeting who fought in Vietnam and he still has a very large resentment with, um, gosh, that woman, Jane Fonda. Thank you. Um, Jane Fonda, um, I guess, who did some very poor behavioral things during the Vietnam War, and it really offended a lot of the soldiers. And then obviously coming back and being spit on and called names, you know, none of that is ever, ever fun. Um, and I listened to him, and my heart just, first of all, it broke, because when you're in the military... You don't get an option, right? I know, please don't tell me, oh, conscientious observer. I get it. I know. You get an option, kind of. But unless you have a strict religious reasoning that doesn't allow you to have a conscientious, shut up, that word, you know what I meant, observer, then, you know, you have to participate and... You know, I don't ever, ever, ever want to presume what that feels like, right? To cradle someone's life in your hands and have to make that decision. Um, you know, that's not something that I ever want to purport. I understand. Um, in the same respect, I would hope that if you have never been raped or sexually assaulted or abused, that you would not purport to understand how I feel. So it's just a matter of respect. But I do, I do definitely understand anger and resentments. And as we discussed and went around the room talking about how to let go of those resentments, that resentments keep us sick, right? And it even states that um, in the 12 and 12 it, it, not so much in the big book. It, it definitely is in the big book. But if you read the 12 steps and 12 traditions, it definitely, definitely goes through um, how important it is to let go of anger. And the 12 steps and 12 traditions gives you just an in-depth look at each step further than um, what would the big book. Um, and then there's obviously the other book, Living Sober. But on page 66 of the big book, it does state, if we were to live, we had to be free of anger. So there is a little bit of a discussion of <laughs> justified anger and unjustified anger. And as alcoholics, we were never 
able to really tell the difference, were we? And in the 12 by 12, it talks about the exceptions to the rule. Um, what is justifiable anger? If someone cheats on us, aren't we entitled to be mad? Can't we properly be angry with self-righteous folks? For AA, these are dangerous exceptions. We have found that justified anger ought to be left to those better qualified to handle it. Few people have been more victimized by resentments than have we alcoholics. and mattered little whether our resentments were justified or not. So I'm not saying that that gentleman's resentments weren't justified, right? I'm not saying that he wasn't allowed to feel those things. And I thought myself a better person <laughs> in that room, in that moment, because I realized that I too have my own resentments, that I have my long-term resentments that I have not let go of. And I'm going to walk you through the process of how I got there. Um, we were in the car on the way home, and we were talking about um, his resentments and not being able to let go of them. And, you know, I, I told my husband that, you know, staying angry is like drinking the poison and expecting, drinking the poison and expecting someone else to die. Like, it just doesn't work. And you can't have resentments in AA and stay sober or healthy. And it turned out, as we continued to talk about it, that the more I talked about my uh, relationship with men, it dawned on me that I have a very large resentment with men. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm a man-hater? No, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm a man-hater. And I'm not going to go around talking about how all men are narcissists and all men are abusers and all men want to do is fuck me. No, that's, that's not what the resentment looks like. That is ignorance. You can't take one incident and blanket an entire species, race, or nation of anything, or religion for that aspect. Um, but it dawned on me that in this conversation that I know I have talked about my resentments and my events and my anger in my fifth step, right? You do your fourth step, you do your fifth step. But when it comes to men, I am overly cautious. And I think overly cautious might be putting it mildly. Um, I tend to not put myself in situations where I know that men would be able to overpower me or corner me or take advantage of me. And it doesn't matter the man. Um, I will tell you there is a physical um, exchange and understanding in my brain of when I look at a man's physique or size that my brain understands that they could overpower me. Um, I also understand that there are more feminine men that are not a threat. Um, there are also men that 
just aren't a threat um, to me. One of my really, really good friends um, wouldn't hurt a fly. He talks to me about everything. He has supported my marriage. He has supported my dreams, my goals. He is genuinely a friend and probably one of the only men that I trust in my life. Um, and that in and of itself still doesn't make me trust him because I have a resentment. I have a fear of his what he could possibly do to me. Now, that might be awareness, right? That might be the ability to say, hey, something isn't right here. Hey, something doesn't feel right here. Something doesn't look good here. And being aware of your surroundings. Being aware of your surroundings is super important. That's something that you evidently and obviously should be at all times. Um, I told my husband I wanted to go on a solo trip to Disney World, and he was like, I don't know about that, because you get so into what you're doing, you don't pay attention to anything around you. It's not a controlling statement. What he's saying is, even if you go by yourself, it would probably be a good idea to have a supervisor hanging out in the background, because you don't pay attention to anything. Because I am. I'm enamored at baseball games. I'm enamored at Disney World. And I don't want to pay attention to anything than what's going on in front of me. And so self-awareness is really important. But when I really think about it, and when I think of all the things that my friend has done for me, the thought of being alone with him is scary. And I don't admit that freely because he's not a scary man. He really, really isn't. Um, and same with my boss. My boss is another way. He is not threatening. He's small. He's not tiny. <laughs> he's muscular. He works out, but he's small. Um, but he has a very feminine edge to him that tells me he's not interested in harming me or doing anything to me he's just genuinely like in tune with who I am as a person now he's also been married for a really long time so I think that obviously helps um but again I wouldn't put myself in a position where I can be alone with him because it really does scare me or make me think that any man is capable of doing to me what's happened before. Now, is that true? Absolutely. But could it swing both ways for men and women? Absolutely. Sexual assault and abuse is sexual assault and abuse, and it doesn't matter your gender, your race, your sexuality, any of it. None of it matters. If you want to hurt someone, you're going to hurt them. And when I started thinking about the things that have happened to me in my past, it dawned on me that I had never really let go of that anger. And I don't purport that, or perpetrate that anger, no, perpetrate, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, I apologize. I never project that on anybody else. I never project that what one person did to me, another person is going to do to me. But 
when I think about or if I recall or if I bring up what's happened to me in my past, I have immediate anger and resentment. So understanding that I have to be willing to do something in order to combat that anger and that resentment, but still be self-aware. Um, when we talk about those instances in our past and the fifth step, we don't always work through the emotions at that moment. Um, for me, I wanted to gloss over them because I didn't want to feel those feelings. Because when we're sober, when we're doing the steps, we are starting to feel things that we hadn't felt in a very long time. And emotions cannot be seen or touched. They're intangible. So how can we hang on to them and let go of something that we can't even see? You know, I went how long without realizing that I had these emotions or resentments, anger. We have to find these emotions. They're not going to materialize, though. They manifest. And they manifest in the ways that I was telling you earlier. Afraid to be alone with one of my best male friends. Afraid of not pleasing my husband. Afraid of being alone with my boss. Afraid of being in a room full of men and something happening to me. It's not that I want them to happen or I'm willing them to happen. They just manifest in my behavior. The way I act, the way I react, the way I understand, the way I don't bother to follow through with things, the way I constantly have a companion. The lack of trust I have in men as a whole comes from so much pain in my life. And I couldn't understand, I couldn't understand how that man who fought a war that was, oh my God, what are we going on? almost 60 years ago, could still hang on to that resentment and that anger because it's so unhealthy to do. But now I get it. And for me, I want to let go of that resentment. I want to let go of that anger because I don't, I don't want to hang on to it. It's not that I want to be complacent, right? Because you need to be self-aware. But I can see how my behavior with men has come across as a smokescreen or confidence or things of those nature to make, you know how when they say um, you're in the woods and there's a big animal or something like that and you want to scare it off or stop it from charging you and to make yourself as big as the animal or as loud as the animal, that's kind of what I do is I use that behavior to say, look at me, I'm as strong as you, I'm as big as you, I'm as smart as you, in hopes to ward them off from the fact that I'm a female or that I potentially would like to engage in any sexual flirtatious behavior with them. Like I have to go out of the way 
to make myself this person that doesn't look scared, that I am smart, right? I am smart, but I work harder on certain things in my life so that my brain can't be challenged. My intelligence can't be made fun of because that is another source of pain for me is having my intelligence challenged or being told that I'm stupid. No one likes to be told that you're stupid. And for many, 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 many different reasons, there are tons of us who have been told that throughout our lives by certain people. And I would bet that if you took a long, hard look at it, you would understand that you definitely probably have a resentment somewhere that hasn't been handled. Or if you have, that is awesome. I want to encourage you and be tell you I'm proud of you for being able to do that. I am so sorry I'm not speaking well today, you guys. But this is just, it's what you get today. <laughs> I am tired. Um, so... Anger and resentments are something that will not work in this program. And it doesn't matter how far down we bury things or push things or shove things, they will come up. They will come up. They will come up and they will manifest in our behaviors and our actions. Um, and that is something that we all need to be made well aware of. And I encourage you that if you haven't done a fourth step in a while, go back and do one again. I know that I'm getting ready to do one again because I absolutely know that there are things, not even like in my past past, but like in the past year, that I absolutely need to clean my side of the street on. I definitely need to make sure that I am being held accountable for or recognizing my downfalls. You know, there is absolutely something that we are responsible for at all times. And if I can be responsible for my happiness by simply just doing a four-step and fifth-step with my sponsor, then I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to flip this over the other way for the last few minutes because anger is not just something we experience as alcoholics. There are tons and tons of people in the world that experience anger and frustration and lately I have been dealing with people in my life who are extremely, extremely angry. Why are they angry? Because they don't have a program. Because they don't have a program of recovery, they don't have a program that helps them to process their feelings and emotions, and so they have untapped trauma that for years they just deal with. And because they aren't taking care of themselves, because they aren't either able to recognize what's going on or they refuse help, or they think, well, if I can just control my triggers or things that upset me, then it won't be a big deal. They are not going to get better. And that is not your fault. You need to be able to set boundaries with angry people. As much as if you are angry, people should be setting boundaries with you. And I really hope that you have a sponsor or sober friends 
that can, or even, you know, friends' friends, um, that can point that out to you. Um, that's one thing that I do point out to my husband. Um, I'm overly optimistic and he's overly pessimistic. So that is a meeting ground for us, but that's not an anger issue. It's just a reality versus pink cloud issue sometimes. <laughs> but setting boundaries with angry people is so important, you guys. It is so important for your mental health and it is important so that they understand that they can't treat you a certain way simply because they feel a certain way and I don't know if you guys are on TikTok I am because it's just fun and stupid um I um follow a woman by the name of Elise Myers and she used to work at a hotel and a guy said something to her and he said it in a really shitty manner, like a really shitty manner. Um, and she said, you know what? I don't receive that. I don't receive the way you are talking to me. I don't receive the way you are making me feel. And I'm going to have to walk away. And that infuriated him. <laughs> but she made the choice to not accept the way that he was talking to her. And she didn't receive it. Nope, I'm not going to do it. And that is one thing that I have been really trying hard to do is not receive other people's negative behavior or angry behavior because there is nothing more damaging truly than anger. And I've noticed that throughout my drinking time and throughout my Sobriety time, anytime something comes up where anger is involved, the situation only gets worse. Because there is self-righteous anger, and there is misunderstanding, and <laughs> there is fear, and there's all these things that bring us to what justified and unjustified anger we feel we can have, um, which is none. There is no difference because we make everything about us. But there are also people in our lives who are constant victims. Everything happens to them or at them. And they just can't accept that. Sometimes life is just fucking life, man. Like, so what McDonald's screwed up your fucking order? Or so what you were wearing a brand new white pair of pants and it started raining outside? I got a blowout last week and it hadn't rained in forever. It kept saying rain 60%, rain 60%, and it just didn't happen. So then I finally went and got a blowout and guess what happened? Fucking rained. It's okay. Was it money down the drain? Yeah, kinda, it really was. But at the same time, I mean, it's just money and it's just hair and nobody cared. I work from home. <laughs> I did it because I wanted to feel good, and I did. I felt great, and I felt great afterwards. It's okay to understand that life just happens. Life doesn't always have to be about how it's attacking you. If you are constantly waiting for the next bad thing to happen, you are never, ever going to be happy. You are never going to feel secure. And everyone that you come into contact with, you are going to drag down with you. And I am not saying 
to be a happy-go-lucky, oh my God, unicorns and rainbows person. If that's not you, then that's not you. That's okay. But to be a pessimistic, angry victim at every stage of your life because something or someone did you wrong and you refuse to deal with it, that's not on anybody else but you. We do not have to receive it. I do not have to receive it. You do not have to receive it. Nobody has to receive anyone else's shit energy. And set that boundary. Set it. Friends, family, coworkers, bosses, gas station attendants, customers. Yes, family, all of it. It absolutely matters. I am more than willing to admit that there are times where I get pissy. And I will snippy snap on my kid or my husband. But outside of that, I try to bring that negative energy to my sponsor, who willingly helps me at every step of the way. And we can do that for you, too. You don't have to live in anger. And if you're not an alcoholic or an addict and you're just listening to this, that's okay. You don't have to live in anger either, my friend. Go to counseling. Work through your shit. Because nobody wants to be around an angry, miserable, pessimistic dick. They just don't. And they won't. And if they do, it's probably more out of pity than it is anything. Or they don't know any better that they don't have to receive your energy. So I just want everybody really to do a 10-step every night this week. Go through your day. Go through your day and see where you screwed up, where you didn't get something right. And really kind of understand that you are a part of the problem sometimes. Instead of being part of the problem, try and be part of the solution. I really encourage you to take a deep look into some of the things that make you manifest or react in certain ways. Even if it's something small, because something small means something bigger is underneath. And remember, the bigger the issue, the smaller the step. And I am here for you guys. If you need anything, feel free to send me a message at a sober girl pod on Instagram, on my email. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week, friends. And I cannot wait to get back to you next week. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on a Sober Girls podcast, where we get together to talk about each other's experience, strength, and hope. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today, something that you can carry with you. I really look forward to our time together. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at a Sober Girls Pod. Also, you can check us out on Twitter at a Sober Girls Pod and our website at a Sober Girls Podcast. Till next time, be well, fam.